Vivid Nectar Podcast, episode 259. It's been a bit since we've done this. Some of today's topics will be Lil Wayne, comparisons to Lil Wayne. Likewise, comparisons between Kanye and Tyler, the creator. Some things that have gripes whenever we have these conversations. Going on from there, we're going to be discussing a bit of the Meg and Tory situation. Don't worry, it's not going to be an entire breakdown and how I'm totally invested in this outcome. But a couple lessons we need to know, especially especially us men, especially us men with females, alcohol, we got to watch out. From there, I'm a fan of No Jumper. I'm a fan of New Rory and Mal, Joe Budden, Act, to a certain uh, to a certain degree, all these top hip-hop podcasts. Most recently, Rory and Mal were with Adam and AD. And I just want to chop it up about the episode. It was um, I was very excited for their collaboration together. And we'll get there. Finally, we're going to be ending this off with a Christmas special. And it's going to be going over Playboy Cardi's whole lot of red two years later. It's going to be a Christmas special for you guys. And just overall how the album has aged for me, what I enjoy about it, what's beautiful. And from there, let's get right into it. <clears throat> right into it. Stop comparing Lil Wayne to other rappers. And I don't mean that from the sense of inspiration and influence, but whenever we have a rapper that is is doing crazy, for example, Lil Baby, because I'm guilty of this, comparing Lil Baby to Lil Wayne and saying Lil Baby is this generation's Lil Wayne. At first, I was a fan of this, but honestly, it's not a fair comparison. And maybe to a certain degree, even disrespectful. And the reason why that is, is because Lil Wayne was in an entirely different bag from 99.9% of anybody. And to even compare Lil Baby to Lil Wayne, I'll double down. It is disrespectful. Lil Wayne, not just in his prime, but Lil Wayne overall, mainly in his prime. Now we're talking about late 2000s, was able to not only drop his own hits, Lil Wayne was able to drop his own hits go platinum with them. Then from there, go on to everybody else's features. Make those hits, or if not, both of them are going to make a hit together. And while doing this, Lil Wayne is capable of of dropping an incredible, successful album that's going to be pushing mad units throughout the first week. We don't got to get into heavy details, the exact numbers. I I I would hope you guys are knowledgeable in this to a certain degree. But on top, of dropping hits, of being on crazy feature runs, featured runs that are also hits on top of doing insane commercial numbers on his album. Lil Wayne is also dropping mixtapes. It's also dropping singles all at the same span of time. And then more importantly, Lil Wayne is doing remixes to other hits in the industry to the point where there are certain hits that I, I enjoyed the Lil Wayne version over the OG version of the track. I'm not trying to listen to the person who actually released it. I want to hear Lil Wayne. And then to top it off, to top this off, aside from the consistency, the quality, the commercial success, being able to be everywhere at once and not and not feeling as if it's oversaturated, Lil Wayne is capable, was, well, still is, capable of rapping at a level to where nobody else was able to touch him, whether we're talking about flow, Candace, metaphors. Lil Wayne was not only able to drop a hit, but he was able to drop bars in there that sort of made you scratch your head a bit like, 
wait, wait, let me connect this, 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 whoa, plenty of quotables, crazy references, and even just the way he will flow the words out with just out of this world. Now, I'm not here to say everything was perfect, but the fact Lil Wayne was able to drop so much music, hold a certain level of quality, outshine other artists while being at the top of the rap game, we, 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 we haven't seen that done at Lil Wayne's level, man. And no other rapper has come close. So I sort of needed to call myself out on this because whenever I used to say, for example, Lil Baby is this generation's Lil Wayne. At first, after my turn, it seemed like that, man. If we're looking at the commercial success, if we're looking at the features, we're looking at the songs, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I could see it. I, you know, I bought into that. But then actually looking back at it, even looking at Little Baby right now, for example, my turn, which is a phenomenal album, of course. Little Baby doesn't have the remixes Lil Wayne was capable of pulling off. When it comes to the actual growth of Little Baby's pen, it's been quite stagnant over the past couple years. Flow is on point. Instrumentals, to a certain degree, I feel hasn't been as evolutionary or experimental as Lil Wayne has been able to do. And overall presence could be stronger in comparisons to Lil Wayne. So we ain't getting those crazy metaphors from Lil Baby. And then it doesn't look like he's going in a, in a way where the quotables are really going up there. Lil Baby isn't dropping remixes to number one hits and pulling them off better. He's not, you know, there's just certain things that it's not that he's doing it poorly. It's not, oh, wow, he sucked. But in comparison to Lil Wayne, it's just no contest. I feel, I feel again, it's disrespectful to even say, <laughs> like, Lil Baby is this generation, it's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne. And honestly, there's, there's, we might never, ever have a rapper like Lil Wayne come around. And that's okay because, I mean, his mark on hip hop has been absolutely insane, legendary, which is why we should stop comparing rappers to Lil Wayne or even having that comparison of, oh, he's the next Lil Wayne. No, no, there's nobody. There's nobody that's going to be the next Lil Wayne. His track record, his resume is just so, so mind boggling. And for me as a kid listening to it, I was just like, wow, he makes good music. But now that I'm older, going back at his discography, it's like, yo, he was able to drop X amount of music do all these remixes and people still wanted more. I myself as a kid enjoying everything that he's dropping. That's monumental. And we don't see nobody doing that. Damn, we, we barely see people, we barely see top tier rappers nowadays dropping remixes. Like for the most part, it's their own music. Of course, they don't want to miss out on the money that streaming service provides. If you're doing a remix, someone doesn't agree on it. But I mean, that's like a whole art and element that I believe has been lost. Like, yo, you're a top tier rapper. You're dropping your own hot stuff. You're still going to jump on another beat, kill it and go kill your own beat, kill the next feature while dropping two or three projects. Like, come on, man. It's mind boggling. Now, that same sentiment I share with the comparisons to Lil Wayne, who's the Lil Wayne of this era, close person, so on and so forth, is how I feel to a certain degree with people comparing Kanye and Tyler, the creator. I, I've seen various videos say, uh, va various videos on content creators saying Tyler, the creator is the next Kanye West. And then of going down the, the same, same explanations of Kanye West is a producer and rapper. Tyler, the creator is a producer and rapper, so on and so forth. And that's for the most part, that's where they compare it to a certain degree. Of course, uh, their creativity 
imagination. But I feel it's a, a bit disrespectful too to label Tyler the Creator the next Kanye. Tyler the Creator is way bigger than the next Kanye. He's carved his own lane. And for Kanye himself too, there is no next Kanye. There will never be anybody that's going to be the next Kanye West. We're talking about the man that was able to sonically change the sound of hip hop multiple times. That's something that has never been done multiple times through various albums. He was able to change the entire landscape. That's monumental. And Kanye being Kanye, Tyler, the creator being Tyler, the creator, but a strength that I give Tyler, the creator that just paints him in a whole different direction. Kanye West has been the stories and universe he's been able to portray throughout his music. And just, you know, I, I want to kick it off by saying this, this isn't in a way undermining Kanye West and the narratives he does have throughout his albums, whether we're discussing my beautiful dark twist of fantasy, Yeezus. But whenever I'm listening to Igor or Flower Boy, there's just this storyline, this world that gets painted beautifully by Tyler, the creator. There's like the sense of cohesiveness and consistency that Kanye West, to me, hasn't been able to, to do, to do. And the same level as Tyler, the creator, I'll fix myself there. The same level as Tyler, the creator from the various aesthetics in the music video, almost making it seem like these music videos are set in the same universe. And again, when we're comparing these two artists, they are top of the line phenomenal. But everything Tyler, the creator has done from all the way bastards up till this point, creating Odd Future, the collaborative tapes going on into his solo work, being uh, being as crazy as he was early on in his career and eventually blossoming into the more mature person that he is today. From the clothing to the music videos, I could understand. Uh, well, music videos, yeah, to a certain degree. The clothing, music video, what they do outside of music, I could see the comparisons, but at the same time, they're just Tyler the Creator is Tyler the Creator, Kanye West is Kanye West. Tyler isn't the next Kanye. Let's stop that. Stop that. Give Tyler more, give Tyler more credit. Give him his flowers more. Same, same thing with Kanye. Like just because someone produces and drops music, they're not the next Kanye. Know what I'm saying? You know, so I just wanted to speak on that as well. Now, going on from here, a couple hours ago, the whole entire hip-hop world was keened on the Tory Lanes and Meg trial. Who was going to be guilty? Who was going to be innocent? And I haven't really discussed this for almost two years when it comes to Viv and Nectar. But to summarize it at this point, for me, it wasn't so much like, oh, we need to see right now. I'm invested. If this doesn't happen, it's a disservice to men everywhere or so on and so forth. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not too invested in this. I, you guys rarely see me post like uh, stuff like this on this channel. I mean, a little bit more stuff, but not drama related. Uh, I'll continue on. But before I go too far off in the rabbit hole, Tory Lanez was found guilty. Meg won the court case. You know, that you probably already seen it over social media. And the lesson I want people to take away from this, for all my, for all my men that are watching this, men, boys, this was a losing situation to begin with. Tory Lanez put himself in a position where alcohol, females, and a gun were all mixed in together. And regardless, regardless of the outcome, that should have been a situation he should have never put himself in. And it sucks to say, because as a man, 
You need to have the situational awareness to, hey, this doesn't seem to be propping up to be good. Not saying if you, Tory Lane should have looked into the future and saw, whoa, this was going to blow up and then the shots were going to be fired from various people. And then, no. But you're in a situation of, we got two females, we got multiple sexual relationships, we got alcohol, you trying to be with somebody else. And we also got weapons involved in this. And then from there, escalating forward. And, you know, on top of the fact that, Tori and Meg have careers, multi-million dollar careers. And this is something that instead of creating music together or keeping it, you know, think keeping things cordial, it blew up to this manner. And Tori being a man, he a, a pretty successful man, should have known better is extremely unfortunate. I know some of you are watching this right now, like, hi, who'd you expect to win the case? How you thought? Listen, if Tori shot Meg, I think it's pretty obvious that the man should get locked up. Likewise, if Meg was lying, this was all BS. We, we need to see Meg locked up. And initially when this whole situation happened, I was a bit blown away by all these rappers and artists that were like, oh, Tory Lane needs to get shot up. Uh, not shot. <laughs> Tory Lane needs to get locked up. But some of these rappers, they, they do worse, all right? There's a, couple, there's a couple battery and sexual allegations against some of these rappers when it comes to females. I, I'm surprised on the industry shot away from and, you know, try to use Tori as a punching bag. But initially to me, it was just weird. The fact that I was like, all right, this man got this money shooting and the reaction. I'm like, Hey, for now, these are allegations. Nothing hasn't been proven. I'm pretty neutral on the situation, depending on how things go. But clearly there was a favorable position towards Meg because of the female, the fact she was able to speak a lot more on social media in comparisons to Tory Lanez, I found to be pretty BS. I'm like, okay, anytime he speaks on Twitter, now we got a situation, but she's over here to do interviews. She's over here to preach. Yeah, this isn't making any sense. And most recently with some crazy evidence showing that Tory Lanez wasn't the only one with a strap. There was somebody else who shot. We're most like, we talk about Meg's best friend changes the entire story completely. And unfortunately, it looks like Tory is going to be facing at max 22 years as he gets deported because he was found guilty of this situation. For me personally, based on the information that there's somebody else, we didn't have conclusive evidence as far as Tory's DNA, the clips, so on and so forth. This should, this should, this should, I believe, this shouldn't have been a guilty verdict. But of course, I'm not going to lose sleep over this and tell myself, oh man, why, 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 why we, we needed the music? It's just, we, at the end of the day, we have adults that got themselves in a terrible situation, should have been more responsible, should have been more conscious of their alcohol, the relationship dynamics. And now we're at this point. And this is what I'm talking to y'all. For, for, for the men right now, listening to this, the boys, anytime you're with a female, please, for the love of God, number one, if you have a weapon on you, you have a strap, Cool. Inform anybody that you have a strap. Um, if there's any alcohol that's going to be consumed at any point, understand who, who you with. Understand how's their liquor. How are they able to hold their liquor? How, how can situations fall from here? And most importantly, be the bigger man. If there's an argument between somebody else, honestly, let them scrap it. If we were to go down that road, the case of, you know, trying to separate an argument between Meg and her best friend, you know, for using that example, if there's an argument, yo, just stay away from it. Stay away from them. Don't put yourself in these situations. Likewise, females. Female, if there's any girls listening to this right now, understand the guy that 
you're with. Understand how he is. Understand if he is level-headed. How is he under the liquor? What is your relationship with him? You don't want to put yourself in a situation that you with someone crazy, doesn't know how to handle himself, and we got shots firing off in the air. <laughs> we can't be putting ourselves in these situations. So overall, man, it's just unfortunate that we're seeing two successful individuals that at some point were close and now it's gotten to this point. And with that, that's, that's more or less what I want to discuss with the Megan Tory case overall. From here, you know, however they go, they go and we'll continue moving forward in life, right? Now, this is the part where we're going to be discussing No Jumper, Nuvori, and Mao collaboration that I was excited for. I was ecstatic. And when it came to the actual episode, I found it quite lackluster, a bit boring to a certain degree. And Vori said it best with the vibe in there. The first, I was just like, all right, they're over here talking about age. They're over here talking about like a little dating dynamic. And Adam could have definitely set this a lot better. Adam could have off the rip, just asked what people want to know. People want to know more about the whole Joe Budden, New Warrior Mouse situation. We, even though I know for me, I'm not exactly tired of it. I, I, I don't mind listening to it. I'm not going to be like other people are like, man, we're tired of this. We want to hear you know, something else. We want to move past that. No, nah, no, nah, I feel there's some more stuff from both sides. Again, again, discuss a little bit more. But um, Adam should have st- st- stuck it with that. Um, past issues between no Jumper and Rory and Mal. That's something that should have been discussed from the beginning. And that Tori and Meg segment that went on for almost 30 minutes, I found to be incredibly dull and redundant. Just for me, I already watched Rory and Mal discuss that. I watched No Jumper and to hear it regurgitated with no new information, no new perspectives. It it was, oh man, it was pretty bad. And But, you know, to tie it back with a previous conversation, Mal said the best. I mean, in the whole grand scheme of things, Everything was messy. If somebody did something bad, they guilty. Now, now, you know, it is what it is. Just to summarize that. And then from there, eventually, that's when we get into some of the better parts of the conversation. Like, you know, Rory, new Rory and Mouse growth over the past year, doing live shows. Um, how has it been since the separation? Those were parts of the interview podcast that I was like, wow, this is, this is good stuff. This is what I want to be here. Some of the smaller dialogue um, between... Rory and Mal, Adam and AD, where, you know, a little bit of jokes, fighting stances, things along those lines were pretty entertaining. But everything else in the episode felt a bit flat, which is unfortunate, seeing as how the dynamic between Adam and AD is great. Same with Rory and Mal. And they're all jokesters. At the end of the day, they're all jokesters. So I would have loved to see more jokes flying back and forth. But I understand Rory said the best. There was a certain vibe. I could see both sides were, especially Mal. Mal picking up his phone multiple times in the corner, seeming not engaging as much. I was like, yeah, it looks like, looks like he isn't all the way there. Overall, I was slightly disappointed with the episode. Would have loved a lot more entertainment, a lot more business conversations, seeing as how at the end of the day, Rory and Mal were with Joe for a good number of years and you know, maybe anything they learned with him versus Solo, vice versa, Rory and Mal asking, you know, AD and Adam some business-related stuff too. Maybe I just crave this business information and going from there. That's going to be it for the episode. Nothing much to discuss. Finally, I wanted to end this off with a Christmas send-off, a holiday special. It's been two years. Well, it's going to be two years in two days since Playboy Cardi dropped Whole Lotta Red. What made Whole Lotta Red so special? Another album that capitalized Cardi to the astro 
astrosphere <laughs> into another level of the hemisphere, uh, creating a hardcore cult-like fan base. Well, not creating. Let me correct myself. Let me correct myself. Reinforcing that fan base, elevating it to another level, going on some crazy live performances. Whole lot of red change Cardi in the best way possible. And overall, my album, how did I feel at first listen to a year ago to even now? I just want to say in the beginning, that first night, I didn't enjoy it. I wanted some of that, that, that funny, animated, sort of cartoonish, pure-born production. So whenever we got this sort of punk 808 uh, sound going on, I was like, what? The screaming, the yelling wasn't the biggest fan to first listen. But after a while, I appreciated the new direction. Having Rockstar May go to the moon and stop breathing was full of just aggression, anxiety, and just wanting to punch a wanting to punch your fist through a, a door or something. Love the new direction. Love this. But I feel the same way that I feel that this album isn't as consistent as it could be. I felt Playboy Cardi sort of played it a little bit safe by having songs that took away from that atmosphere, such as Beano, uh, to a certain extent, Metamorphosis, No Sleep, I believe, Teen X, and even Mad, just the first half. Uh, we could have cut those tracks out. We could have kept some of the more harder ones and kept that atmosphere going on. And even tracks, even though I love Sky and New Neon, anything that reminded me a bit of Die Lit, that was a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more animated, could have been stripped away to create a better cohesive experience. Playboy Cardi should have doubled down on the punk, on that, ah, that, that crazy haywire energy that was displayed on here. Now, fast forward two years, this album hasn't aged at all for me, but it, 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 is, it also isn't, it hasn't gotten to that point for me where it has aged better or wow, as time goes on, it continues to get better. I still feel the same way I did about a year ago. I mean, coming in at about 20, what, 24 tracks, this is definitely bloated at times. If we would have stripped it to about 15 songs, kept the strong ones on here, the one that just gets those 808s driving, uh, I would have felt better cohesiveness, more longevity added to this. And which is great because I remember initially hearing meh when it dropped up before a whole lot of red. I was like, okay, so it looks like Playboy Cardi is going to go all the way with the baby talk. We're going to get this sort of funky, funny, instrumental, sort of kiddish. If this is a new direction, I was going to be the biggest fan. And then doing a complete 180. As far as shock factor, Great as far as, you know, those first initial weeks, having those conversations within people, hip hop community, some of my friends was quite entertaining, enticing, and sort of seeing my ears being engaged with this music. I was like, all right, this is where the replayability is starting to kick in. Of course, love the fact that with the tour, you were able to see more hard, uh, not even hardcore, more casual fans just loving it, loving the energy, gravitating to it to the point where it even affected the streams of Whole lot of Red and continuing to get more and more, which I found to be great. Uh, you guys, let me know how have you been feeling about Whole lot of Red. It's about to be two years, Christmas. And honestly, is it Christmas album? I, I, I think we could say Whole lot of Red is a great Christmas album. And, you know, overall, it is an enjoyable album with some great, with some great highs, unfortunately, a bit bloated, has some loads and just has some tracks overall. I just feel like they don't blend in. By all means, they're great. Sky, New Neon. Uh, those are fun tracks, but this could have been something that we could have saved for some loose singles or maybe an EP beforehand. Now, 
we're going to be ending this off with a bit of a different twist. I'm going to be discussing Nicki Minaj's 2022 and the various singles Nicki Minaj has released and a bit of the confusion behind it. So Nicki Minaj, after, you know, not releasing any music since 2018, Queen, of course, her being a mom, kid, COVID and everything, return with some crazy momentum. Do we have a problem? And busting with Lil Baby. We've seen an insane amount of chemistry between both of these characters, female, male dynamic, Nicki Minaj being more animated, Lil Baby going crazy with his flows. And I found it to be amazing. Back, uh, back-to-back singles, the music videos. I was like, Nicki Minaj going to be dropping a crazy album, follow-up to Queen. This is going to be her year. And even though we didn't get a new album and to a certain extent, felt a bit weird. I was like, I felt like we just had so much momentum going on. It was a pretty entertaining year from here. Now, some of you may be watching this like, oh, you listening to, you listen to Nicki like that? Yeah. <laughs> Not hardcore 24-7, but ever since um, I got introduced to Young Money, Wayne, Nikki, Drake. Those are just three people that I'm always going to listen to. Nikki, her new stuff, not as much as her old stuff, but enough to where I'm, I'm going to see how the music is. We go up with Fabia, tracks she originally didn't want to drop, doing incredibly well, being over four minutes long, still having the hype and intensity was great success. Super Freaky Girl with the remixes were entertaining. Tukotaka Liko were tracks that, honestly, for me, they're quite forgettable. Blick Blick with Koi Loray, or rather Koi Loray featuring Nicki on Blick Blick. Great feature by Nicki Minaj. Terrible effort by Koi. We could have deleted her off the song. Nicki could have saved it. Love All The Way With Young Blue. Sort of, sort of. Every now and then it'll pop in and out and then ultimately being featured on Young Boys, I admit. Now having the Queen Radio, which is various hits so far. Nicki Minaj in 2022 was pretty amped up. This feels like the the warm-up to the workout or like the pre-workout to the workout. And I'm excited to see what we get in 2023, hopefully an album. A couple things I want to highlight with these tracks is most definitely the ones with the rappers, the male rappers, the one that, you know, they dropped the bangers, Lil Baby and Favi were the best. And, you know, to, uh, to go on a slight tangent, whenever it comes to Nicki Minaj and other female rappers, they're just not able to match her energy energy and definitely Koi that was just that was just embarrassing <laughs> collaborating with her but uh, well actually uh, well sorry I got stuck uh, yeah um yeah and with that I would like to see more singing more singing artists I would love another Ariana Grande hopefully a Doja Cat one because Doja Cat's also a great female rapper and more young boy Nicki Minaj would be great so overall Nicki Minaj in 2022 again it's getting amped up pre-workout. Didn't drop an album like we were anticipating, but to be back active like this with the presence that she did have, I'm excited for. And with that, that's going to be the end of Vivid Nectar Podcast episode 259. Thank you guys for tuning in, watching and streaming platforms. I appreciate y'all. This is probably going to drop tomorrow, Christmas Eve. We're going to see how it goes from there. But touching on on everything from the comparisons to Lil Wayne, the next Lil Wayne, we got, we got to slow down with that. Tyler, the creator, being the next Kanye, he's Tyler. Stop it. From there, discussing Tory Meg's situation. We got the conclusion. No Jumper, Rory Amal could have been better. Playboy Cardi, whole lot of red two years later. Still, for the most part, feeling the same as last year. And Nicki Minaj in 2022. Catch you guys next time.